0: Welcome to the official Seton Hall Sports Poll Podcast. My name is Seth Everett. Rick Gentile is my co-host. We thank you, you for downloading this podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. We appreciate it. We have a new episode coming soon. The origination of this podcast came from an interview with Rick Gentile on another one of my podcasts called Sports with Friends. The situation happened simply because uh, there was a DraftKings fan duel controversy. Daily fantasy and the word gambling is a very interesting discussion. They did a sports poll about it, and we had this interview. We realized that anytime the Seton Hall sports poll comes out, it is relevant and the topics are always interesting. That's the origination of how this podcast came about. What I'm going to present to you now is simply that broadcast. We are going to import that audio into this podcast. You can hear Sports with Friends, episode 15, which is the interview with Rick Gentile. Then coming up before the end of the month, we will do a new edition of the Seton Hall Sports Poll podcast, where it's focusing again on DraftKings FanDuel, but it's also focusing on some newer, more obvious topics. Let's listen in. And just like that, it's episode fifteen of so glad you could be with us we appreciate the enthusiasm thank you for downloading uh we have other podcasts that we can promote we'll do that all at the end we want to get right to this folks i appreciate what's going on in the sports world so much the baseball playoffs are starting football's in full swing hockey is coming this week you know i'm a huge hockey fan and there's always this discussion about fantasy and fantasy sports of something I make no secret about. I have shied away from in my career. I always had a problem covering Pete Rose saying he's banned for gambling, but the official site of Major League Baseball has a fantasy element. I always thought there was something wrong with that. Uh, that being said, I have been in fantasy leagues, mostly football. I've checked those out, and now I've been impressed with the new DraftKings fan duel phenomenon which is just that it's a phenomenon and recently there has been an insider trading scandal that is on the heels of a brand new partnership of people that i have found that do the seton hall sports bowl poll the seton hall sports poll which is brought to you by the sharkey institute part of seton hall university but it is a poll about a number of different subjects it just so happens that three days ago They released their most recent poll on how fans view fantasy sports games. That leads us into this discussion. We are pleased to welcome in the director of the poll, which is again sponsored by the Sharky Institute, Rick Gentile. Uh, You know his work from CBS, you know his work from the Big East. He is now with this Seton Hall Sports Poll, and he is kind enough to join us on Sports with Friends. Rick, thank you so much for giving us a couple of moments. We really appreciate
1: the time. Thanks for having me, Seth. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, fantasy sports is something that, before we get to some of the numbers, and I don't want to just crunch the numbers, fantasy sports is a fascinating, lightning-like substance because of the fact that, when you look at television ratings, they are directly connected to online gambling online fantasy and now this daily fantasy do you find that that has been the phenomenon that it looks to me like and did you find during the course of your research that that's pretty safe a pretty safe bet
1: yeah I think I, I agree with you I think um y- your gut is that that fantasy has increased uh well, made people follow sports more closely, I guess is the best way of saying it. if you're involved in fantasy, you're paying closer attention. Um, I find my students for instance at Seton Hall aren't so much you know if I'll ask who's a baseball fan here, they'll raise their hands but th- you know they're not watching baseball games for three hours. they're basically checking out who who on their fantasy team is doing well or or doing poorly. Um, and and yes, the research, the research bore it out. The people who said that they are involved in fantasy leagues or daily say they follow sports by sixty thirty. They said they follow sports more closely now, so it it is real.
0: It it doesn't seem to necessarily be a negative though, because I just think that as long as you get the pretense out of there, I I, I don't mind saying it. When I get a, 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 when I have issues with the whole thing. It's when people tell me that the passion for football far succeeds any other sport in America. And I just think it's because football is so conducive to gambling, you know, way before the Internet, way before smartphones, there were always the betting lines and the betting lines were always presented in football. I can remember, I'm 40 years old, I can remember in junior high, in elementary school, people knowing who the favorites were, what teams were favored in whatever game. There's always been that gambling aspect. Has technology made that to the point of where that's where this American Idol effect of television ratings has come from? In your estimation, when did football get this big?
1: Um, I I would say football. Well, football has been big for quite a while. Um, I I don't know that there's a a, a start date. You know, there, there's there are those who would say it started with the nineteen fifty eight championship game, um, and it might be true. It might be that it started when Pete Rozelle became commissioner in nineteen sixty and and did a television deal. Had Congress pass a law that allowed him to to do a national television deal on behalf of all the teams. Um I I really do think it started in the early 60s being the dominant sport. Um the television package it's a, it's a sport made for television more than any other. You know, it's it's the, a football game of 3 hours is 11 minutes of action. Literally 11 minutes when the ball's in play. Nobody would imagine that that's possibly true, but that's the that's a fact. Um but the game flows so so naturally and so perfectly because of, frankly, because of television. It's made for television, and television seems to have been made for football. And yeah, Lepre- I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't disagree about the gambling. I think that's always been a factor.
0: No, it, it has to be, and it, as long as it, it's there. Now let's get to the research that the Seton Hall Sports Poll did, that fantasy is gambling, not a game of skill. Explain the difference.
1: Well, the, the difference is... Is what allows fantasy the, the two sites, DraftKings and Fanduel, to advertise on 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 uh, football games, on NFL games this year, on, and uh, other sporting events. Um, the 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 law states that a gambling website cannot advertise. They de- they deemed somehow, and I'm not sure how this happened, but for some reason they were the the uh, fantasy websites. Were designated the status of being games of skill. The public doesn't buy it. Fifty-two percent of our of our respondents uh, believe that this is a form of gambling. Thirty-one percent believe it's a game of skill. And yet, it's designated as a game of skill. Therefore, it, it's it's exempt from from federal statutes that that prevent exactly what it's doing.
0: And just, you know, to to put some numbers behind what uh, Rick is saying, uh, according to the Seton Hall Sports Bowl, 52% of Americans believe them to be a form of gambling. Only 31% believe them to be games of skill. Uh, The margin remains the same among categories of respondents that should know the difference. Um, All categories say it's a form of gambling by a range of 50 to 54%. Um, the, the the difference between daily fantasy and league-wide fantasy, um, so wh- basically what you're saying, if, if I'm Yahoo right now if and I'm seeing all the DraftKings ads and the FanDuel ads on NFL broadcasts, can Yahoo make the claim and say, wait a second, whether it's a 16-week league
1: or a one-week league, isn't it all the same thing? I think they can, Yes. I don't see a difference honestly I, I think they can I think that's I think that's a valid point I don't I don't understand how how they got this designation but they did and um, I I'm, I'm not sure there's any logic behind it honestly I mean that you're wagering on the outcome not necessarily of the game but certainly on the individuals participating in the game what's it's a, it seems to be a very fine line to me
0: When you guys did this, this poll and this research um, and you were looking and you referenced DraftKings and FanDuel as companies, uh, this was before the story came out about an employee of FanDuel getting caught with insider trading. Um, Transparency is always something I think that needs to be forthcoming in gambling. One of the things I love about, for example, the NHL, they don't tell you any injuries. Ever, that is one of the rules they never will reveal if you ever look in a hockey you'll always see lower body injury upper body injury that's it no one knows mm-hmm. broken bones no one knows broken arms pulled hamstrings you never hear that in hockey um do you get the sense that when we're talking about these particular ideas and this you know particular uh, suggestion um what was your reaction when you heard the insider trading aspect to this whole thing? Uh,
1: I, I will say I was not shocked, um, but I was surprised. <laughs> I thought, you know, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, a, it's sort of borderline, I was going to say sleazy, but <laughs> I'm not sure that's appropriate. Um, but I, I, I was su- what I was surprised about is that the two companies didn't have stronger um, you know, internal regulation. Uh, that, that because the money is so gigantic, um, you you would think that they'd have a, have a little bit better controls in place, which they now say they will have. Um, you know, maybe it, it takes a little scandal to get everybody on on the same page. Um, I, I, I wasn't shocked. it's It's not surprising that people um, in the know, especially since there don't seem to be any rules to to to, to, to regulate it, that people take advantage of the situation. Some smart guy said, hey, wait a minute, I can make some money. Um, you know, it's the American way, right?
0: Right. It's a pendulum, though. It really does signify that, you know, with something like insider trading take fantasy down, I don't see it because we are forgiving because the thrill of being able to gamble on it really is intoxicating. And I have seen and I've heard, I've listened to radio, I've listened to podcasts, I've I've talked to people, you know, friends that I have in the media, they're making excuses for it. They're going, oh, well, that doesn't affect the way I play my games. My games, you know, we all know what happened with Andrew Luck. Everybody has Twitter. Everybody has access. There's no surprises here. There can't be anything staged, anything fixed. This has to be on the up and up. And I just kind of wonder whether or not the American public is naive in the, in the line of questioning that you guys asked. uh, First of all, I I think people were lying to you when they said that only 10% paid any money in order to participate in fantasy sports games. No way that that's like asking somebody in a poll. That's like saying in a poll, did you ever log on to Ashley Madison?
1: People tend to not admit to doing something that they think might be illegal. I mean, that's one of the things we found in in doing polling people like after the Super Bowl, if we'll say, did you did you were you or or during the NCAA tournament, for instance, are you involved in any pools? Do you do brackets? And people say, yeah, you know, we'll get a majority. Do you are these for money? No. (laughs) Well, who who gets involved in an NCAA pool that doesn't require any money? This I don't think there's any such thing. Um, so, but, we, you know, people tend to not want to admit that to a stranger on the phone that that they're, they're doing something that might be considered illegal.
0: I'm asking a question that, you know, I have obviously prepared questions, but I sometimes I like to ask questions that are off the top of my head. And I apologize if you don't know the answer to this because I'm not trying to put you on the spot. What's the difference between FanDuel and DraftKings?
1: I, you know, I don't, I can't even answer that. I, and I don't think there's much of I a difference. I, I really don't know. I Is think it's a matter a, of which, I think it's, it's a name. Just,
0: it's just whatever, like Coke and Pepsi, like they're both soda. I, th-
1: I think so. That, that's my understanding. I'm not, I'm not the world's foremost expert on either side but I do believe that they're, they essentially do the same thing.
0: Um, do you feel that. Uh you know, again, I just I'm just using the, the sports poll as the example. Have you ever gambled on sporting events through a bookie online or through a Las Vegas casino? 20% said yes, 80% said no. You could you could
1: flip that. Couldn't now couldn't wait a you? minute. Keep in mind, keep in mind that this isn't just sports fans, that we're asking these questions of everybody. We do a nationwide survey. Of ra- you know okay. random numbers, we call we make twelve thousand calls. We get whatever close to a thousand respondents. Um, not mm. everybody is a sports fan. We haven't, and so that question was asked of everyone. Later on, when we ask, have you ever participated in a fantasy in fantasy sports league? If you said no to that, we then skipped a number of questions. But that question about about gambling, we asked of everyone just to get a feel for what. Now I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that 20% is probably a low number. Sure. Um, but again these aren't just sports fans. If you ask that question of of people who f- who say they follow sports closely you're going to get a different number.
0: The and other the other thing that I the, the other thing is is the categories and this is with, with all polling and I think you guys do a remarkable job with this but um, to 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 have the the choices be closely very closely not closely not at all the question is, how closely do you follow sports? Very closely, closely, cl- not closely, or not at all. What what my criteria for closely and your criteria for closely could be very different. Of you know, course. I, I, I will say, if somebody in the sports media, I would almost have to answer very closely. I can think of five friends off the top of my head that are not in the industry that watch sports more than I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, we, we, we've kicked that around quite a bit. And um, what we generally do when we want to use that question for, to, to, you know, to, to index certain answers, um, we generally combine very closely and closely because we figure if you're, as you said, if you're a sports fan, you know, you're going to say, yeah, I watch, I follow sports closely, very closely, you know, we'll, we'll generally say, so for instance, we got, 54% 54% of people said they follow sports closely or very closely. That's probably a good number. That's probably a good
0: number. Yeah, I, 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 I would think. Um, do you find certain things that uh, – when you guys are doing these polls, um, does some of the data ever catch you off guard? Were you surprised by the – favorable. You went through a number of different athletes. I'm not going to read every number again. There's, you can go to the Seton hall website um, and we can provide a link on the podcast, you know, on the info page for the podcast. We can, we can show you all of the the information. I don't want to just read a bunch of numbers, but I do want to give you some interesting names, Roger Goodell, Tom Brady, uh, Bill Belichick. um, And obviously I think you were referring to deflate gate and, how oh and Peyton Manning was, was was also there. Manning seems to remain constant. If you like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning has done nothing to change your opinion. What about and the everybody,
1: others? And everybody likes Peyton Manning. That's what we find, right? So what's the, what's um, not to like? The others, have, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, the others have have shown, um, especially the commissioner uh we we look back in time. you know the the fun thing to do when we do these favorable unfavorables is to track it over a period of time. So in September of two thousand and eleven uh, Godell was twenty eight percent favorable. um in October two thousand and fourteen, which was about the time of the um, w- when there were a number of uh, domestic abuse situations, particularly one which required a suspension, et cetera, his, his favorability went down to 12%. He admitted at that time that he, he didn't act properly. It, it then went back up to 24% in February, right after the Super Bowl. Um, and it would be, oh, I guess he's back. Well, in September of this year, last month, because of deflate gate, he's back down to 14%. So that's, it's, it's somewhat surprising and it's kind of fun to, to watch. Um, you know, it's a, a little bit like like being president and, and watch and watching your numbers drop and and raise. Uh, Brady has dropped most substantially of anybody we've ever seen. February after the Super Bowl, sixty one percent. Not a surprise. He just won the Super Bowl. September right. after the Deflate Gate situation is resolved in in its various manifestations, he's down to thirty four percent favorable. So he's lost bit- 20, 27 points. That's significant
0: that's a huge drop um the interesting part about that is it seems like goodell's numbers and i'd have to match this up with the timeline goodell's numbers were at a certain plateau when all the domestic violence controversy the ray rice situation the adrian peterson situation deflate gate had a worse effect that's the problem, where I understand the people who complain about def- Deflate Gate, you know, my stance on Deflate Gate is very simple: it's intent to cheat, and there was intent to cheat. It's not that it was a huge deal; it's that there's intent to cheat. That's a that's the issue, and for me, that's where the whole penalty phase should have come from. The issue with domestic violence is far m- more of a black eye, but in this constituency of the people that you polled. I, it didn't seem to affect Goodell, and I thought Goodell was much worse with that.
1: Well, he went down for that. He went down from twenty-seven to twelve, and back up to twenty-four, and now down to to fourteen. So I would say it's it, it, the 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 reaction was similar. Um, but 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 why? With the with the domestic violence situation, um, there was a non suspension, then a suspension, the two games, four games, whatever. I can't even remember the detail anymore because it seemed right. like it was all over the place. Um, this one, I agree with you. This was an attempt to cheat in a, in a very important game that would have meant lots of money, not just for the participants, but to go back to your original point for lots of gamblers, you know, lots of people who were wagering on these games. Um, and yet it's, you know, it's his, the reaction to his, to his actions is not a lot different than, than the domestic violence. So, well, and, you know, and
0: I don't want to sound—I don't want to sound like I'm picking on ESPN here, but there were segments, not commercials, segments of their NFL programming. What are the fantasy implications of Brady's suspension? Yep. That's obnoxious. I—I—I I, I, yep. I find that to be obnoxious.
1: Yeah, there wasn't. I—I I agree with you. There—there there really wasn't enough. To—to to me, is it worse or better than than steroids? Uh, I you know I don't know. It's an attempt to, to uh, to unlevel the playing field to get an advantage, and well, it, I, it, I don't I don't really distinguish between the two. To me, it's it's kind of if you if you're offended by steroid use as cheating, then I think you should be just as offended by this. Well,
0: that's the that's the whole idea. I mean, yeah. the the suggestion of steroids is the same thing: intent to cheat. You know, the, yeah. that's where the Deflategate compares. It's what your your motivation was to get an unfair edge Correct. However you tried to do that, that's debatable. We can, you know, I, I remember I was with I, the crazy story, and I've said this on the podcast before, so I apologize to some of our audience who who's heard this, but our guest hasn't. Um, I was with <laughs> Eli Manning when Brady was suspended, and we were at a charity event, and I had said to Eli, and I said it very casually did you ever try to throw a deflated football? He said, yeah. I said, everything you turned on was telling you about deflation. I want to see what the hubbub was about. And then I, he said, he admitted, it's easier to throw a deflated ball. That's all there needed to be said. To me, that's that was the basis on the suspension. You know, that, was, that to me was... Intent to cheat. It's the same thing about the outcry about uh, the steroid case, and the best example of that is I don't remember ever hearing. What are the fantasy implications of Alex Rodriguez being suspended for a year?
1: Well, the fantasy implications. Are, if people if people had inside information about who was using steroids, they would pick them for their fantasy team, you know, without complaining. They would be very happy to have that knowledge. Uh, well, because because gamblers are always looking for an advantage as well.
0: One other name that I wanted to get your opinion on um, ab- about all of this is Adrian Peterson. Uh, numbers weren't that high. Uh, Adrian Peterson, who was involved in uh, a child abuse case. I mean, wh- whatever your opinion on that happens to be, that's not what my question is. My question is, he was 23% favorable, 16 unfavorable, and 61% had no opinion of him. That means people didn't know who he was and didn't know that story. For as egregious as it was, I was surprised at those numbers more than anything.
1: Yeah, the 61% is um, th- there are people who who in in many cases know the player or the person involved. And um, and and simply say I don't I'm I don't know I don't know what my opinion is, he, you know the, the I was not so surprised by the sixty-one percent. I was frankly more surprised that more people were favorable at, favorable about Adrian Peterson than about Bill Belichick. You know, I mean, okay, Bill Belichick is has been involved, it seems, in some in some gray area matters in terms of sure, trying to spigy. get an advantage. Sure. Yeah over the years but here's a guy who was who was accused of and admitted to hitting his kid with a tree branch right um, his claim was it wasn't child abuse it's how we discipline our child i would say there's probably a lot of people out there who didn't necessarily react all that badly who simply didn't consider it child abuse um you know i, I don't even want to get into whether or what about that but but um, the fact that twenty three percent still found him favorable is, <laughs> you know, are they commenting on him as a human being or as a football player? He's as a running back, he's very favorable. As a parent, maybe not so much.
0: Yeah, not not so much indeed. <laughs> um, since while I have you on the line, uh, there's always been something that you could settle a debate for um, that I would be very interested in, and that is fans care more about their team before they'll ever care about a sport during the heart of the steroid crisis the congressional hearings the mitchell report whatever the clemens nonsense the bonds nonsense whatever one you want i remember i was working for the commissioner's office at the time and i was covering these congressional hearings and i found them fascinating i also didn't have a rooting interest it didn't matter to me if Roger Clemens was guilty or not, or Barry Bonds or, or, or whatnot in your polling, do you find that the fan who, you know, might have an opinion on steroids really just wants to know, are the Phillies going to win or are the Mets going to be okay? They don't really care about subjects that we in the media take so seriously.
1: They might care, but they, they, they do tend to be more forgiving people in the San Francisco Bay area were were very much not anti Barry Bonds. The rest of the country very much so. Um, You know, giant fans thought he's Barry Bonds. Every time he comes up, he could hit a home run. Uh, He's the best hitter we've ever seen, and um, you know we love him. And the rest of the country, you know, so so yes, I think you know we we've known this for a long time. Sports is very local. You don't. You, you know. You say to somebody, "You a baseball fan?" Oh, yes, I love baseball. Who do you root for? The Yankees? Do you watch any other teams' games? No, no. You know. So, so that and that's always the way it is. And you know, ratings bear it out. World Series ratings bear it out. You know, we. I. I was just telling my class last night. Of all the teams, this is going into last night's game. Of all the teams now involved in the postseason, if you are the Fox executives that are doing the World Series, which has for the last whatever you know, decade plus had plummeting ratings, you know, ratings in the, in the sevens and eights. Um, If you had to choose any two teams to play in the world series, what would they be? And they all said it immediately. Yankees, Cubs. That's the perfect series. That would be the perfect storm. Um, So the Yankees Yankees
0: Dodgers yeah, or Dodgers
1: Yeah, or Yankees Dodgers, but not as much as Yankees Cubs, just because of the history, just because of the, right. Sure. You know, what, what might, happen. Um of course the Yankees chose not to show up last night but you know, but still that was and and that's that's because the the market in New York will be there, the market in Chicago there, and the casual fan will show up because this could be historic.
0: Well there's two things Giant to that and, that and it's funny that you you bring that subject up because first of all I think Fox and TBS made a deal with the devil TBS is getting a division series that is either going to have the Cubs or Pirates. There's a chance let's at the time we're recording this. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon uh, and the Cubs Pirates game hasn't happened yet, but there's a chance the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Mets and the Dodgers are the four teams in their division series. Whereas in the American league, Fox gets the, the Royals and the Astros and the blue Jays and Texas. Right. The, Fox is going to be kicking themselves. They got the wrong league, and yeah, it, it's do. amazing.
1: Well, the good news is they have cool. the World Series. You yeah. know, the good whatever whatever success TBS has theoretically will will spill over to the World Series. But yeah, they they look. You you sometimes you rejoice. You have the American League. You might get the Yankees or the Red Sox, and that's right. those are big numbers right there. But obviously, that didn't happen.
0: It's, it's a it's a it's a crazy thing. It really is. Um, what are some of the other subjects that the Seton Hall sports poll has uh, covered? Because I, I I plan on covering future polls with you. And I, I, w- I would love the opportunity to but for some of the past ones, um, it's very hard to understand which are other polls. There's so many different polling companies out there. What are some of the great Seton Hall sports polls that you're most proud of?
1: Well, some of the ones we've done that, that that are most proud of and got the most attention, and in fact, we, uh, we were commissioned three times by ESPN to do polls for Outside the Lines, and those were the steroid ones, where we asked mm. about um, about Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and 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 Alex Rodriguez um, most recently, um, and and um, you know incredible reaction. One of the interesting, most interesting things about Bonds. First of all, I, as I said before, the, the, the geographical, which is not surprising. Um, you know, he plays in San Francisco. He, most of his certainly later success was there. Um, but on a long racial grounds, um, African-American respondents oh, I'm sure. I'm were sure. remarkably yeah. supportive of Barry. Uh, almost the flip of uh, almost exactly the flip. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. But if the public was 75% to 15%, you know, positive, negative for Barry Bonds, it was exactly the opposite. Um, so, so it was it was interesting to me that it broke down on racial grounds. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not qualified to sit here and say here's why. Um, but I found it fascinating. Um, so that was one we actually that was a series of polls that we did over over a couple of years. We also did a poll on the the unfortunate situation at Penn State. Uh, several mm. years back. And, um, and, you know, uh, uh, I think w- there was nothing real surprising in the reaction and everybody was, was sort of shocked and, and down on, on even coach Paterno. And he was still alive when we had done the first poll. We, we polled again after he died. We asked if, if we thought, if people thought his legacy had been damaged and it was overwhelmingly yes. And that, that was mm. a bit surprising. Um, you know, people tend to only want to say nice things about people who've who've passed, and and here was a coach who was who was beyond reproach for his entire career, um, and then this one incident, uh, you know, and I found that surprising. So those are those are two that we had, we had done. We did a poll about um, about when Rutgers basketball coach was was fired for, you know, uh, oh, allegedly. Bullying. I have to say that abusing one of his players or several of his players or being abusive. Um, We did a New Jersey only poll and um, came out remarkably against this coach and for the university. Um, But there was some negatives about the university because at the time Rutgers was moving from the big East to the big 10, the old big East to the big 10 and um, people, there was a suspicion that, there was a cover-up that had gone on, so that the that the move to the Big Ten wouldn't be affected. I found that very interesting. Yeah, um, so we yeah, we've that. Found that kind of we 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 had made up our minds from the beginning. and This is our tenth year um, that we weren't going to do the you know who do you think's the World Series kind of poll that other people did that we weren't right, that interested. Right, right. And um, you know we we went out and we we hired as a consultant a guy who who works for the CBS New York Times poll. Um, so we're, you know, we're very kind of scientifically uh, okay. We're, we've been vetted by, by the best. Um, and we, we feel that doing ethical stories, ethical issues around sports is, is where we can carve out our, our niche. And, um, and it's been, re- you know, really very effective.
0: It's quite an niche. It's, it's fascinating. The, the, whole, the whole thing is, is, is really fascinating. My only uh, response on the Barry Bonds, I was not surprised by any of your results. Um, my issue was with the media. The San Francisco media went so head over heels to support bonds, and yet the rest of the country went so head over heels to indict bonds my issue was why can't we say it in a statement and i was trying to do shows about this i did packages about this all i said was we are witnessing one of the greatest hitters of all time Uh, certainly of my generation why can't that be acknowledged as well as the allegations about steroids why did it have to be one or the other that was always my biggest issue and I hate the phrase fair and balanced because I know there's a political connotation to it, (laughs) but I just thought there was no balance in the coverage of Bonds. You either were with him or you were completely against him. I was honored to be at his breaking Hank Aaron's record. I'm not denying any of the things that happened, but I did see that ball go over the fence. So I I can
1: objectively address both. I, I I am a lifelong giant fan, so I so that that's my, my caveat here. But um,
0: okay.
1: um my point was always every time he would hit a home run or every time he would be intentionally walked, even more to the point, I would turn to my wife and I'd say, it must be the steroids. Um but <laughs> I, I agree with you. He this guy was one of the one of the greatest hitters that ever lived. Certainly the most and I and I say this unequivocally, the most feared hitter. You know, nobody's ever had the kind, nobody gets walked with the bases loaded. (laughs) That's, that's absurd. My, my issue um, through all of that, and you know, guilt or innocence is not, I'm not, I'm I'm not a judge and jury. My issue was with major league baseball, major league baseball benefited from the entire steroid episode. Their ratings were up. Their television revenue was never as high. They went from being a a questionable TV sport to making millions and millions of dollars for their teams and owners um, from television deals. That all kind of happened while that was going on. I never heard anybody talk about giving money back. I never heard any, you know, I never heard baseball say, you know, we took too much money from the networks because there was a lot of cheating going on. There's never any discussion of that, but there is discussion of should we count bonds' record or not there's a bit of my, my only response there, to right?
0: that no my my only response to that and I you're not bringing up an argument I haven't heard before my argument to that is number one no one will deny that baseball thrived during the steroid era. Their relationship with the union was in such a poor state and the mistrust between the two sides. I always I, I jokingly have always said I've said this on the air for decades now. Uh, when Mark McGuire broke uh, Roger Maris's home run, Bud Sealy could have jumped on the field with a megaphone and said, Don't cheer for him, he's on steroids, and they still couldn't have tested him.
1: And right. that's correct.
0: That Bud Sealy could raise holy heck, and the union would not even take his phone call. And I, agree. I think Agreed. the big thing I, I just think baseball gets a bad rap. In that, yes, they profited it. I understand that. The players profited too. And Bud Selig, as soon as they recognized, and I'm not a Bud apologist. Please, please don't misconstrue that. I'm not a Bud Selig apologist. But as soon as they found out and they recognized how rampant steroids were, and I can give you statistics that will show you just how rampant it was awful. And I was covering the sport back then. The only thing I would say is, even as soon as they did that, they implemented it in the minor leagues because there was yep. no union. The union, I think, is the villain here. And I, I don't even think Don Fear is the ultimate villain. He was doing what he was doing for the players. I just think it's assumed that baseball was smiling behind closed doors. I don't think that's true. What I know about Bud, and I'm not an apologist, and I have issues with a lot of things he's done, I don't think he was ever comfortable with steroids in the game.
1: And I, I don't disagree with that, and I don't disagree with the fact that that I don't think they were behind closed doors smiling. That that's that's really not my point. Is then then they shouldn't have come out and and sort of made Barry Bonds the poster child for steroids. Bud Selig shouldn't have have uh, withdrawn his support. You know, made it so that this isn't really a new home run record. Baseball benefited. Barry Bonds benefited. Let's just not pretend that you know that there's a lot of innocence here that's my point is they shouldn't have been pointed they shouldn't have been pointing fingers at at whether it's bonds or 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 whoever was well mcguire i thought mcguire was was
0: worse I, i thought mcguire was worse i mean it's been documented that you know when jose canseco wrote his his infamous book he was trying to extort money from the subjects that he was writing about to try to get them to pay him to not be included in the book mark mark mcguire that's blood money but mark mcguire pays that he's never mentioned in the book and the reality is c- congress i thought was hypocritical in 2005 when they were trying to do a a, a a congressional oversight hearing on the state of steroids in the game and mcguire was the focus who had been retired for four years what right. did find what did congress learn from trying to pick on mcguire why not pick on the current guys? Why not look at the current players? I never understood that. I, I never understood why Maguire was picked on by Congress. Why? Because Canseco wrote him in a book because he didn't pay him money? That, that would or get because, thrown out of any because,
1: court. Or because he broke a record. Are we only going to go after the guys who did, who were dirty, who who were really good at at play? At, at, and Bonds yeah, well, is the perfect the, example. This, 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 and right. Clemens is the perfect example. These guys happen to be the best – Hitter and pitcher exactly. of their generation. Let's make them well, that, let's penalize them more.
0: And that's the that's the statistic that I was referencing before, which is if you and I were not on a podcast right now, <laughs> when we have that 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 proverbial drink that I, I would love to 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 meet meet up with you face to face, we could take the rosters of the nineteen ninety-eight teams. All I think there were twenty-eight teams in nineteen ninety, or there might have been thirty at that point, print out those rosters. I could circle six to eight players on each team that I had heard did steroids. I would never do that publicly. It would be irresponsible journalism, but I, I I, know who they are. I know the name. If you show me the list, I can circle the names, and I have it on good authority. It's not even like I thought or I have a hunch. I'm not even talking about the guys that look like they did or they had the statistics that did. It, it was It was rampant in the sport. And that wasn't just home run hitters. It was pitchers, too. It was the, the the championships that were won during the steroid era, I believe, are legitimate championships. Records, I understand the, the, the consternation against some of these records, but I do not believe that the sport was in ruin because of the steroid era. I loved covering the game then, and it didn't feel like I was covering just a bunch of he-man I, did, I didn't see that i i don't i i don't like the idea that I, I would never consider saying you know what to the tv networks you know we were selling you a bill of goods the competition
1: was great i agree i agree and i'm not i'm not saying gee i i long for the days no, of steroids <laughs> but but <laughs> i agree i mean i think first of all i think you know that numbers that when ken seiko's book came out everybody on oh my god how outrageous we now I think in hindsight kind of think he's, he was much closer to the to accurate percentages than, than anybody else has been. Jeremy Affelt just retired from the giants and, and he, he listed the five things that he won't miss about baseball. The number one, (laughs) the number one thing being Philadelphia. But, um, but, but one of the things he, one of the things he listed was that he thought that, that there were 40% that in his career, that 40% of the players were, you know, were dirty. Um. That's that's a big number. Kensuke was, I think, 65 percent, if I remember correctly. It um, doesn't surprise you know. me. It does No, it me, either. Me. me either. Me either. And that that part of my complaint with all of the, what went on is let's just not focus on the guys who were really good because those guys were going to be really good before, during, after. Um, you know, there's a problem. Let's focus on the problem, not a few individual players. And that was always my complaint.
0: It's a fair point, uh, Rick Gentile. Uh, I, I love the I love what you guys did with the Seton Hall Sports Poll. How can people access it if they just want to see the, the the results? What's the best place for people to find? I'm as, I'm assuming there's a website.
1: Yeah, there is a website for the poll, and it's probably e- most easily reached through um, the Seton Hall website. Um, but yes, there, the the Seton Hall Sports Poll has a website. Um, uh, all I, I'm going to say. All the polls are there. We we, we sort of went oh, back great. in history and, and put them all there. Um, so you can get the press release um, that comes out as, as soon as we finish, which is the you know we we generally poll Monday to Wednesday once a month during the school year because because this is really the beauty of this is it's all student operated. All of the interviewers are students at Seton Hall. This the uh, administrators are students, um, oh, and so we great. do it during school we we um we do about seven or eight polls a year and they're all out they're all de- on, on the website um and there's some you know as we talked about there's some really fascinating ones over the years
0: oh there is, certainly has been and it's just the tip of the iceberg uh rick thanks so much for giving us a couple of moments uh, i look forward to doing a lot of future work with you and uh, this is great stuff
1: i thank you again great thank you
0: that's Rick Gentile, uh, right here on Sports with Friends, and uh, I, I hope you guys all check out that website. I'll put the link uh, right there with the, uh, w- you know, with the podcast description. Um, there's so many things that you can you can see and judge for yourself, and uh, I think it's a great frame of reference, and it opens up healthy debate. I plan to do a DraftKings duel controversy discussion. We talked about Barry Bonds. That's how podcasts work. <laughs> Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Remember, rate us on iTunes. We have much, much more coming up. Thanks so much. So that was the interview with Rick Gentile on my podcast, Sports with Friends. It went over so well, got great reviews. And what happened was the origination became the new Seton Hall Sports Poll official podcast. We have a new episode coming soon. We promise it'll be just as compelling. Thank you so much for downloading. Please subscribe to on iTunes and enjoy the official Seton Hall Sports Poll podcast.